0: Bad habit, and you. Pro- I might have told you my bad habit, um, and so if you haven't heard, after school every day in December, I would walk home, and I would get home at about three fifteen. My mom didn't get off work till four thirty, but that meant she didn't get home till four forty-five. So I had an hour and a half to myself, and what I would do is I would open her closet and I would look on in. And I would dig all the way to the back, and I'd find the bags, and I would go, ooh, that's interesting. And then my mom had this, like, antique, um, like, what is it, chest thing? And I'd open it up, and I'd dig through there, and I'd be like, ooh, that's what I'm getting. And then I would sometimes find wrapped presents, and then I would have to get out my tool. Can you put a picture of my tool? Oh yeah, baby. So it's wrapped and I take the exacto knife at the right spot of the tape and I shimmy it out and I would look and then I would put it back and I'd shimmy it back in and I'd put a nice piece of tape and I knew every year from like seven to probably about 20 that what I was getting. And my mom was mortified. And that's okay, because I just can't wait, you guys. I just, I wanted to know. I wanted to know what was in the presence, right? And so, what do you hate to wait for? When I was growing up, I would hate the words, not yet. Hey, mom, can I stay out till midnight? Not yet. What? Hey, mom, can I drive to the mall 45 minutes away? Not yet. Waiting is frustrating. Waiting can make me antsy and impatient. Sometimes waiting is actually painful, but waiting can be easier when we know the waiting will be worth it in the end. Middle schoolers, you were probably waited to get into middle school, and now you're waiting maybe for your first phone to maybe to go to a movie with your friends without your parents, to maybe to walk to the nearest convenience store or maybe you're waiting to get out of middle school. High schoolers, you are probably maybe waiting to get your license to graduate, maybe allowed to date, go to college, move out on your own. What's something worth waiting for and how long are you willing to wait for it? Sometimes we want these opportunities and freedoms that come with growing, but we aren't quite ready. So what do we do when with these wants that require skills and experience and we don't have them yet? It's not like we're never going to get there, but living in the not yet is not easy. Who gave me this? Okay. So, especially in middle school, you guys, in high school, I feel like you're in this stage of never-ending waiting game. And I actually feel like it's a human condition. We always wait for the next thing. There are always pieces and times in life where you want to push fast forward. And then I contemplated when I wrote that. I'm like, do we even push fast forward or do we just push next? Like the arrow, like next song? To see what kind of person you will become. What will happen in the future? What is next for you? If you're like me, wanting to know what's in every box that's wrapped, I think you're going to enjoy the next this next series in this next three weeks, because we're gonna dig into the questions, the fears, the frustrations, and even the excitement about what our futures can bring. When we think about the future, there are so many reasons we might feel frustrated. You might feel frustrated because you are taking longer to develop a skill that maybe you were like, I should have been able to do this long ago. For me, it's pull-ups. Maybe we continue to make the same mistakes we swear we'd never make and you just keep making it. Or maybe you want to make progress in an area and you don't even know how to. So, one area for me that I continue to get frustrated with myself about as a mom, as a wife, and as a friend is how I handle my anger. I grew up in a house where everything was, there, there was like no discussion. It was, we yelled about everything! That pink color cannot be that color! We yelled about everything. We would argue, we would bicker over the dumbest things. And I remember that no matter what, my dad would yell and freak out, and I'm like, are you joking me? And I would think, dude, you need to chill out. I will never be like you. Well, guess what? I took what I learned, what I saw, and what I lived in, and became exactly what I didn't want to become. And as a teenager, my anger spewed out in revenge, and slander, and gossip. And I remember the moment I got myself into some trouble, and I had this group of friends, and we were real good about firing each other up about this other group of friends. And without going into all the details, I'll just say that a worked-up group of teenagers, a car, spray-paint, led me in front of a judge. And the judge said, you need to go see anger management classes. And since that class, I have been on a journey to work through my anger. And what I've learned is that it's okay to be angry, it's just what I do with them. And there are healthy situations and ways to handle my anger. However, I will be the first to confess before my children and my husband that I do not have this figured out. And no matter how old you are, it's normal to feel unhappy about the progress you're making. I'm like, are you kidding me? I know how to calm down, Amanda. Chill out. For some of us, that frustration leads us to work harder. And for some of us, we just give up. We can't do that. I can't do this. So whether it's our hobbies, our grades, trainings, relationships, faith, we have to figure out how to make progress while being patient with ourselves at the same time. As we're waiting in the not yet of our futures, we might find ourselves asking these really big questions about identity. And you're like, what's identity? It's not stealing your identity, and it's not your identification card, you know, your ID card, but kind of. The things I'm referring to, you're not going to find on your ID card. I'm talking about questions like, who am I? What do I want to be? What does my future hold? What's my purpose? All of these questions are questions of identity. And identity is defined as the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. So... What characteristics make up your identity? What make you, you? We're gonna dig more into that next week. But if you find yourself asking these questions, then I think you might enjoy this book that we're gonna dig into tonight called Ecclesiastes. It's interesting, it's a book of poetry, and the Bible in, it's in the Bible, and it wrestles with the biggest question ever. What is the meaning of life? The author is this guy named King Solomon who lived 3,000 years ago, and he's known for his wisdom that God gave him. And so we're going to dig in. Go to page 554, chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into a man's heart, yet so that he cannot find what God has done from the beginning to the end. You're like, Amanda, dying, tearing down, weeping, mourning, war? That's not fun. You're totally right. It's not. But according to Solomon, even the uncomfortable and even the painful parts of life have a time and place. And I don't think Solomon wants us to ignore that the slow and uncomfortable points in our lives. And I don't think he simply wants us to wait for the future and be like, come on. Instead, I think Solomon is inviting us to realize every bit of our lives have a purpose, even the times that feel pointless or difficult. But I want to be clear, this is a side note, and I want you, if this is all you hear, hear this. Even though God can use all the hurt and the bad for a purpose, he did not cause it. I'm going to say it one more time, and then we'll go back to that. Even though God can use all the hard and difficult times in our lives for a purpose, he did not cause it. Okay? Solomon didn't promise that God would make life easier or better, or take away the comfortable stuff or make everything perfect in its lifetime. Instead, Solomon said, God makes everything beautiful in its time. Can you put up that slide? (coughs) The flowers? Oh, Can you turn up the sound? Just make it play without sound? It's a little obnoxious. It's not plain. Really? It's like so slow. Maybe that's the point, Amanda. I'm looking at this, and so that hasn't moved, and I'm like, that has not changed. That's real slow. Time is sped up on these videos. But all these flowers took time to grow into what they were meant to be. That's true for you and me as well. It takes time and effort to see the beauty of God's plan for us to unfold. None of these flowers are technically perfect, but they're still beautiful. And the same is true in our lives. Life will not be perfect. We will make mistakes and it will be uncomfortable in order to grow and change. And I think we've talked a lot about Paul this year, but Paul is another great example. And in Philippians, he writes this letter to the church in Philippi. Philippi? Philippi? Yeah. Philippi. Say it. Philippi. Philippi. And he's actually in jail. And he writes this letter of joy, of peace, and contentment that he finds Christ no matter what his circumstances. And so actually, I'm going to read it to you, but I'm not going to read it to you in the normal version we read. I'm going to read it to you in the message. Focused on the goal. This is Paul. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I've made it, but I'm well on my way. Reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. So keep focused on that goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Both Solomon and Paul's words keep us, help us see everything is a work in progress. From creation to us. And I can't tell you exactly what God has in store for your future, but here's what I do know. With God, you are not alone. So, when you feel like you're waiting for some day, don't just ignore or wish away the hard parts of life, because today has value, there's purpose in it. You're a work in progress, and that's more than okay. People love to talk about this whole process of, like, butterflies and caterpillars, and you have a caterpillar, and then it turns into this beautiful butterfly. But people talk about the before, and they talk about the after, because that's the like awe-inspiring part. But what I think people miss is the in-between. And during the cocoon phase, things get weird, you guys. They get messy. They get uncomfortable. And inside the cocoon, the caterpillar melts. It literally turns into goo. It's not pretty. It's gross. But if Solomon were to write about caterpillars, I'm pretty sure he would have said something about there being a time for melting into goo. Because no caterpillar can skip that step. If you skip the step, it can't become its beautiful new thing. So it has to go through the yucky process. And you guys, I wish I could, like, wave a magic wand and say, you're all grown-ups, but I can't. And I wouldn't go back to your age. I'm sorry to say it if you paid me, because it's hard. And so I'm sorry that you're in this spot, but there's a purpose for it. Over time, God has grown my patience with opening gifts. I don't do that anymore. But sometimes I do read the last line of the book. (laughs) And he has grown my ability to control my anger, but i'm far far from figuring having it all figured out and i work on it moment by moment i even worked on it this morning really hard and so this week i want to challenge you to do two things while you care about the now and the and the not yet i want you remember a couple weeks ago i said you have to look back sometimes to look forward And so what I want you to do is reflect on the progress you've already made. When you feel stuck and frustrated and discouraged or bored right now, take a moment to think about how far you've come. What has God done in your life? How have you grown or changed in the last year? One of my things that I'm gonna work on for 2023 is journaling so that I can actually see the progress I've made. The second thing I want you to do is ask God to help you make more progress. Reflect on what you can continue to do to become the person God made you to be. What's a struggle, a behavior, or temptation you need God to help you to overcome? Or what areas in your your life do you need to trust God more? We're all works in progress, but it's exciting that we follow a God who is able to make all things new, even us. None of us are perfect. But with Jesus, we're in the process of becoming more of who God has made us to be, and we are all a work in progress. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I pray over these middle and high schoolers, Lord, as this can be a confusing, frustrating, and just all the feels and all the things that happen, Lord, and I just pray that you would help them to be patient with themselves, to trust you, that they can trust you, they can call out to you, and that you are working in their lives and that you are with them and by them. Help them to know that you are next to them and that they need to embrace this time as hard as it can be. And that you will make things new in their lives in whatever that way that looks. Be with our conversations this evening. Help us to be open and honest and just reflect on what you are doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Yes, ma'am.